Chapter 33, Greatness of Udi, Scorpion Sting and Plague Cases Cured, Jamna Miracle, Narayan Rao's Sickness, Baluba Sutar, Apasaheb Kokani, Harubai Karanik. In the last chapter we described the greatness of the Guru. Now, in this we will describe the greatness of Udi. However, both are interlinked. The greatness of Udi is due to the spiritual grandeur of Baba. Preliminary, let us now bow before the great saints. Their merciful glances will destroy mountains of sins and do away with all the blemishes of our character. Their talks gives us good teachings and confers on us invaluable happiness. Their minds do not know any difference such as this is ours or that is yours. Such differentiation never arises in their minds. Their debts, obligations will never be repaid by us in this birth or as well as any future births. Udi. It is well known that Baba took Dashana from awe and out of the amount thus collected, he spent on charity and purchased fuel. This fuel he put in the duni, the sacred fire, which he kept ever burning. The ash from the fire is called Udi and it was freely distributed and to the devotees and at the time of their departure from Shirdi. What did Baba teach by this Udi? Baba taught by this Udi that all the visible phenomena in the universe is transient as the ash. Our bodies composed of matter of the five elements will fall down after all their enjoyments are over and they're reduced to ashes. In order to remind the devotees of the, of, of the fact that the bodies will be reduced to ashes, Baba distributed Udi to them. Baba also taught by the Udi that the Brahma that Brahma is the only reality and the universe is ephemeral and that that no one in this world be he a son father or wife is really ours we come here in this world alone and we have to go from here alone it has been found that the Udi cured many physical and mental maladies but Baba wanted to repeat into the devotees ears the principles of discrimination between the unreal and the real he taught non-attachment for the unreal by his Udi and Dakshina. The former Udi taught us discrimination and the latter Dakshina taught us non-attachment. Unless we have these two things, it is not possible for us to cross over the sea of mundane existence. So Baba asked for Dakshina and while the devotees took leave, he gave Udi as prasad, smeared some of it on their foreheads and placed his boon-conferring hand on them. When Baba was in a cheerful mood, he used to sing merrily one such song about Udi. The meaning of the song was, O playful Ram, Come, come, and bring with you sacks of Udi. Baba used to sing in very clear and tender tones. So besides the spiritual implication of Udi, it had also its material significance. It conferred health, prosperity, freedom from anxiety, and many other worldly gains. So the Udi uh, has helped us to gain both our ends, material as well as spiritual. We shall now begin with the stories about the Udi. Scorpion Sting Narayan Mutiram Jani of Nashik was a devotee of Baba. He was serving under another devotee of Baba by name Ramachandravaman uh, Modak. Once, once he went to Shirdi with his mother and saw Baba. Then Baba himself told her that her son should start independent business. Some days after this the prophecy turned true. Narayan Jani left service and started a boarding house, Ananda Ashram, which thrived well. Once a friend of this Narayan Rao was stung by a scorpion and the pain caused by it was severe and unbearable. Udi was most efficacious in such cases. It is to be applied on the point of the pain and so Narayan Rao searched, searched for it but found none. Then he stood before Baba's picture and evoked Baba's aid. Chanting Baba's name, he took, up, he took a pinch out of the ashes of a joystick burning in front of Baba's picture and thinking it as Baba's Udi, applied it on the seat of the pain and the sting. As soon as he removed his fingers, the pain vanished and both persons were moved and felt delighted. Bubonic Plague Case Once a devotee in Bandra came to know that his daughter who was staying in another place was down with the bubonic plague. He had no Udi with him, 
So he sent word to Nana Saheb Chandorka to send him the same. Nana Saheb got the message en route uh, to Tana Railway at Tana Railway Station when he was travelling with his wife to Kalyan. He had no Udi with him then. He therefore took up some dust from the road, meditated upon Sai Baba, invoked his aid and applied it to his wife's forehead. The devotee was very glad to learn that his daughter, who was suffering for three days, began to improve from the very moment Nana Saheb invoked Baba, Baba's aid near the Tana railway station. The Jamna Miracle In the year 1904-05, Nana Saheb Chandoka was a Mamlata at Jamna in the Kandesh district, which is more than 100 miles from Shirdi. His daughter, Mainate, was pregnant and it was due to deliver. Her case was very serious and she was suffering from labour pains for the last two or three days. Nana Saheb tried all remedies but in vain. He, he then remembered Baba and evoked his aid. There in Shirdi, one Ramagiribua from who Baba called Bapugiribua was leaving for his native place in Kandesh. Baba called him and told him to stop at Jamna on his way home and give the Udi and Arati to Nana Saheb. Ramagiribua said that he only had two rupees with him and this amount was barely sufficient for the railway fare up to Jalagon and it was not possible for him to go from Jalagon to Jamna, a distance of 30 miles. Baba assured him that he need not care as everything would be provided for. Then Baba asked Sharma to write a well-known arati composed by Madhav Adka, arati and translation is given at the end of this work, and to give a copy of it with Uri to Ramgiribua and to be delivered to Nana Saheb. Then relying on Baba's words, Ramgiribua, uh, Ramgiribua left Shirdi and reached Jalagon at about 2.45am. He had only two Anas left with him and he was in a plight. To his great relief, he heard somebody calling out, Who was Bapu Giribua of Shirdi? He went to him and told him that he was Bapu Giribua. Then the person professing to be sent by Nana Saheb took him to an excellent Tonga with a good pair of horses. They both drove in it. The Tonga ran fast and early in the morning they came to a brooklet. The man took the horses for watering them and asked Ram Giribua to partake of some edibles. On seeing his beard, moustache and the, live, and the livery of the person, Ram Giribua suspected him to be a Muslim and was unwilling to take any refreshments from him. But he satisfied Ram Giribua saying that he was a Hindu, a Kshatriya of Garawal and that Nana Saheb had sent these refreshments and there should be no difficulty in, in, in its acceptance. Then both of them took the refreshments and started again. They reached Jamna at dawn. Ram Giribua alighted to attend the call of nature and returned within a few minutes but found that the Tonga, there was no Tonga and no driver. He was dumbfounded. Then he went to the neighbouring Kacheri and on making inquiries learned that the Mamlata was home. He went to Nana Saheb's house and gave, the Nana Saheb, and gave Nana Saheb Baba's Udi and Arati. At this time, Manate's case was most serious condition and all were, deep anxiety about, all were in deep anxiety about her. Nana Saheb called out his wife and asked her to give Udi mixed with water to their daughter to drink. He thought that Baba's help was most opportune. In a few minutes came the news that the delivery was safe and the crisis had passed away. When Ram Giribua thanked Nana Saheb for the peon, tonga and the refreshments, etc., the latter was greatly surprised as he had sent none to the station and was not aware of any person coming from Shirdi. Mr. B.V. Dev of Tana, retired Mamluta, made inquiries about this matter with Bapurao Chandorka, son of Nana Saheb and Ram Giribua of Shirdi. After satisfying himself, wrote an elaborate article, part prose, part poetry, in the Sri Sai Leela magazine. Uh, dated 1st of September 1936, 16th September 1936, 
and 1st of December 1936, respectively, and published, the, published them in his Devotee's Experiences, Part 3. The following is quoted from Ram Giribua's statement. One day Baba called, called me to him and gave me a packet of Udi and a copy of Baba's Arati. I had to go to Kandesh at the time. Baba directed me to go to Jamna and told me to deliver the Arati and Udi to Nanaseb Chandorka at Jamna. I said to Baba that all I had was two rupees and asked how and asked him how that could take me uh, by train from Kopagon to Jalgon and then next from Jalgon to Jamna. Baba said, God will give. This was a Friday and I started at once. I reached Manmad at 7.30pm and Jalgon 2.45am. At the time, plague regulations were enforced and I had much trouble. I was to discover that I should do... Uh, I was to discover what I should do to get to Jamna. At about 3am, a peon in boots, turban and equipped with other details and good dress came to me and in, took me in a tonga and drove me on. On the way to Bagur, I took refreshments. We reached Jamna early in the morning and by the time I attended my call of nature, the tonga and his driver had disappeared. Narayan Rao. Bhakti Narayan Rao's father's name and surname are not given, had a good fortune to see Baba twice during the latter's lifetime. Three years after passing away of Baba in 1918, he wanted to come to Shirdi but could not. Within a year of Baba's Mahasamadhi, he fell sick and suffered much. All possible remedies gave him no relief. So he meditated on Baba day and night. One night he had a vision. Baba came through, the seller comforted him and said, Don't be anxious, you will be improving from tomorrow and within a week you will be on your legs. Narayan Rao got perfectly well within the time indicated in the vision. Now the point for consideration is this. Was Baba living because he had a body or was he dead because he left it? No, Baba is ever alive and he transcends both life and death. He who loved him wholeheartedly gets response from him at any time, at any place. He is always by our side and will take any form, appear before a devout bhakta and satisfy him. Yeah, Baba. Apasaheb Kolkani. In 1917, Apasaheb was transferred to Tana and began to worship Baba's picture presented to him by Balasaheb Bhatte. In real earnest, he did the worship. He, he offered uh, flowers, sandal paste and navidya daily to Baba's in the picture and longed intently to see him. In his connection, it may be remarked here, in this connection, it may be remarked that seeing Baba's picture earnestly is equivalent to seeing him in person. The following story illustrates this statement. Balu Baha Sutar, a saint of Mumbai named Balu Baha Sutar, whom on account of his piety, devotion and style was called Moran Tukaram. He came to Shirdi for the first time in 1917. When he bowed before Baba, the latter said, I know this man since four years. Balabua wondered and thought, how could that be so? As that he was his first trip to Shirdi. But thinking about it seriously, he recollected that he had prostrated himself four years ago before Baba's portrait in Mumbai and was convinced about the significance of Baba's words. He said to himself how omniscient and all-pervading the saints and how kind they are to their devotees. I merely bowed to his photo, but this fact was noticed by Baba and in due time he made me realise that seeing his photo is equivalent to seeing him in person. Now we return to Apa Saheb's story. While he was in Tana, he had to go on tour to Bivandi and was expecting to return uh, after a week. In the absence that followed, a wonderful thing took place on the third day. At noon, a fakir turned up uh, at Apu Saheb's house. His features resembled exactly with those of Baba's, of Baba's photo. Mrs. Kolkani 
and the children all asked him whether he was Sai Baba of Shirdi. He said no, but that he was an obedient servant of his, and he came there at his order to acquire after the well-being of the family. Then he asked for Dakshina. The lady gave him one rupee. The, he, gave, he gave her a small packet of Udi and asked her to keep in the shrine for worship, keep it in the shrine. Then he left the house and went away. Now hear the wonderful Leela of Sai. Apa Saheb could not proceed with his tour as his horse fell sick at Bivandi. He returned home that afternoon and learned from his wife about the fakir's visit. He got very restless and he did not have the dash that he did not have the darshan of the fakir. Moreover, he did not like that only one rupee was paid to him as dakshina. He said that if he had been present, he would have paid him not less than ten rupees. Then he immediately started for the quest of the fakir and searched for him in the masjid and other places without taking any food. His search was in vain. He then returned home and took his food. The readers may remember here Baba's dictum in chapter 32 that God's quest should not be made on an empty belly. Then after meals, he went out for a walk with a friend, Mr. Chitre. After going some distance, they saw a man approaching them rapidly. Apa Saheb thought that this must be the, he must be the fakir and came to, that came to his house at noon and as his features tallied with those of Baba in the photo. The fakir immediately put forth his hand and asked for Dakshina. Apa Saheb gave him a rupee. He demanded again and again, and so Apa Saheb gave him two more. Still he was not satisfied. Then he borrowed three from Mr. Chitre and gave, gave them to him. He wanted still more. Apa Saheb asked him to accompany him to his home. Then they all returned home, and Apa Saheb gave him three rupees. In all, in all nine. He looked unsatisfied and demanded again. Then Apa Saheb told him that he had a currency note of 10 rupees. The fakir asked for the same. He took it and returned the 9 rupees and went away. Apa Saheb had earlier said that he would pay 10 rupees and that the sum was taken from him and that sum taken from him was 9 rupees consecrated by Baba's touch were returned to him. The figure 9 is significant. It denotes the 9 types of devotion from chapter 21. It may also be noted here that Baba gave nine coins to one Lakshmi Bayashinde in his last moment. Apa Saheb examined the Udi packet and found there to be contain some flowers, leaves and, uh, and akshata. Then some time afterwards he got a hair from Baba. When he saw, when he saw him in Shirdi, he put the Udi packet and the hair in the tabiz and wore it always on his arm. Apa Saheb realized the power of Udi. Though he was very... Uh, efficient he got 40 rupees as pay at the beginning but after he secured Baba's photo and his Udi he got many more times he got many times more and also got much power and influence and along with these temporal benefits his spiritual progress was also rapid so those who are fortunate enough to get Baba's Udi should after bath apply it on the forehead and take some of it mixed with water as a holy tear Haribal Karanik in 1970 Haribal Karanik of Dahanu Tana district came to Shirdi on, a, on the Guru Purnima day, the ninth month of Ashada, and worshipped Baba with all formalities. He offered clothes as Dakshina and after taking Baba's leave got down the steps of the masjid. Then he thought that he should offer one more rupee to Baba and was just turning to climb up again when Sharma signaled him by gesture that as he had got, got Baba's leave he should go and not return. So he started for home. On, this way, on his way he went to the temple of Kalaram at Nashik for Darshan. The Saint Narasingh Maharaj, who used to sit inside the temple, came to Harival, caught him by his wrist and said, Give me my one rupee. Karnik was surprised. He paid the rupee most willingly and thought that Sai Baba recovered the rupee which he intended to give in his, 
that he intended in his mind to give through Saint Narasimha Maharaj. This story illustrates the fact that all saints are one and illustrates how they work in unison. That is Sri Sai. Please be to all. Sri Sachitananda Sadguru Sainath Maharaj Ki Jai.